0: The third section of Psalms, known as the Leviticus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today we join Scott Pauley in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God, in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way.
1: There are certain portions of Scripture that really are summary Scriptures, if you will. For example, if you want to know something about the love of God, you have to study First Corinthians chapter 13. That's just one example. Uh, There are these classic passages, if you will, that seem to get right to the bottom line and in a very succinct way, a complete way, describe a truth for us. Well, we've come to one of those passages. It's Psalm 86. Now, we know it's a prayer of David, and uh, fittingly, it is believed that David wrote this psalm near the end of his life. That would make perfect sense because Psalm 86 is David's summary psalm. All of the things that David seemed to emphasize throughout his life, throughout his writings, seem to be summarized in Psalm 86. In fact, did you know that parts of this one psalm are found quoted in 20 other psalms? So it's almost like uh, the the best of uh, David's truth that he learned from the Lord, the best of uh, these writings are summarized for us here in 17 verses. I want to walk through Psalm 86 with you today and show you these things that just about sum it up. Let's begin in verse 1. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Well, let's just stop here because you can't can't get far into this psalm before you find one of the great summary statements. Do you know what I am? I'm poor and needy. Now, uh, that doesn't tend well or bode well for people's uh, so-called self-esteem. People want to talk about what they are and what they've accomplished, but let's just get down to the bottom line. Do you know what we are? We are poor and needy people. And David, at the end of his life, instead of feeling stronger, expresses the reality of his own weakness. Ironic, isn't it? That when you're young, you're invincible. You think you've got all the answers. But the older you live, uh, the longer you have experiences, the more you have to deal with, the more you become acquainted with your own poverty. And then God's riches. Your own need and God's sufficiency. That about sums it up. I need the Lord. Verse 2. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. This about sums it up. Do you know that every day I need God to preserve me? Every day I need God to show me mercy. Did you hear the word daily? I cry unto thee daily. And we need daily prayer because we have daily needs. That's why Jesus said, pray this way. Give us this day our daily bread. That presupposes that every day we're talking to God. This about sums it up. If I'm poor and needy, then every day I need to seek the Lord for that day's supplies. Verse 4, rejoice the soul of thy servant. For unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. This about sums it up. All joy is found in the Lord alone. If you want rejoicing in your soul, you don't get rejoicing in your soul by trying to rejoice. You get rejoicing in your soul by lifting up your soul to the Lord. And when you get in tune with God, God gives you His joy as the byproduct of being in His presence. That about sums it up. All the joy of all the songs in the Psalms are rooted in one thing. It is the presence of Almighty God. And then he says in verse 5, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee give ear o lord unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications now frequently throughout this psalm david goes back and forth between his need and god's sufficiency between who he is and who god is well here he reiterates who god is who is god he's good he's ready to forgive he's got plenty of mercy And He listens to our prayer. That about sums it up, doesn't it? Would you like to know who my God is? My God is a good God. He is ready to forgive. He is plenteous in mercy. And He is ready to hear my prayer. That is the God of the Psalms. That's the God of the Bible. Then He says in verse 7, In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Boy, this, this is a great summation, isn't it? Everybody's going to have trouble. Job said, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble, but in the day of trouble I can call on the Lord and God answers me. That about sums it up. God is a place that I can run in the midst of chaos. He is the person that I can flee to when things are out of control because he's never out of control. And then in verse 8, among the gods there's none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom Thou hast made shall come and worship before Thee, O Lord, and shall glorify Thy name, for Thou art great and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Boy, what a great summation this is. What's the great goal of our worship? It is for others to worship. What is the great goal in life? It is for every person to come to the knowledge of who our God is and give Him glory. Why? Because He's great. He does wondrous things. He's God alone. Oh, this is, this is the bottom line. The bottom line is everybody you see today needs Jesus. And every person you come across needs the truth of God. This is, this is one of the bottom line statements of life. Don't ever forget this. People need the Lord. Then he says in a very personal way, beginning in verse 11, Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. This about sums it up. We need God to show us the right way. To teach us His way, and this phrase has captured my attention. Unite my heart to fear Thy name. Think of this: a united heart. A heart can get double in a hurry, can it? It can go two different directions. What's the secret of a united heart? It's our heart getting united with His heart. Ironic that David's son would be the one who would bring about by his own disobedience a divided kingdom. What was the secret of David's united kingdom? It was his united heart, united to God. He says in verse 12, I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart. There's the united heart. With all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. This is a great test of our prayer. If it's answered, will it bring glory to our God? And Then he says in verse 13, for great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. Boy, that about sums it up, doesn't it? God has showed us mercy. God's delivered us from hell. I'm not in hell today, and I'm never going there because of God's mercy. Praise His holy name. Then he says in verse 14, O God, the proud are risen against me, and the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul, and have not set thee before them. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion, And gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth, O turn unto me and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant, and save the son of thine handmaid. Boy, this is a great summary, isn't it? Life continues to have battles, and God continues to give strength. Even after you get saved, even after you know you're a Christian, uh, the, the wicked one still comes against you, the battles still come, but the Lord is more than enough, and He gives strength to His servant. That. That about sums it up. And then the closing verse of this great summary, Psalm of David, verse 17, Show me a token for good, that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed, because thou, Lord, hast opened me and comforted me. David was well aware of God's tokens for good. And by the way, did you notice the tokens were not for David to see? They were for others to see. The goodness of God in your life is not just for you to enjoy, it's for others to see God and know God and for God to get the glory. The real goal of it all is not my comfort, it is His glory. And friends, that about sums it up. The Psalms really is not about us. Oh, you see human emotion and experience and events in it, but it's really not about us at all. It's all about God. It wasn't about David, it was about David's God, and it's not about you and it's not about me today. It's about God getting all the glory in our life, in our nation, in our world In all the circumstances, friends, that about sums it up. If you'll live your life by that truth, God will get the glory.
0: If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or if you desire to grow in your faith, please visit us at scottpawley.org. We'd love to hear from you. You may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.